You are Locked On Buckeyes, your daily Ohio State Buckeyes podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I mean, I think it's only right that we start with this today. Oh! Andrew Focus. <laughs> Welcome into the Locked On Buckeyes hey. podcast. Matt Hayes, Brandon Beam. It's Monday, November 19th. 2018 and uh look it's it's rivalry week it's thanksgiving week it's bears in first place week it's lamar it's jackson baby. on his way to winning rookie of the year week it's all that in one welcome man i hope all you guys had a great weekend because beam and i definitely had a great weekend it got a little shaky on saturday sure. but sunday was a really really good day for you and i um eight ball running wild on the Bengals. marvin lewis is still salty about it this morning <laughs> saying quarterbacks can't run forever so i love that and your team last night yeah Handing it to the Vikings, the monsters of the midway in the cold at night, just roaring out of the cage. The Chicago Bears this morning are in first place in the NFC North. How about that, man? 12 weeks into the season, the Bears are in first place. Couldn't have dreamed it. Uh, heck of a game last night. Former Buckeye Pat Elfline had his hands full trying to Oh, come on. Don't Akeem. do that to my guy. That's he a did. Pick, that's a pick North guy right there. He had his hands come full, on. man. He you did. saw he it. Did. Akeem Hicks was balling out last you, night. Pat. Five tackles for loss. I love Pat, too. Uh, he's marrying into the Lachey family, so it's good for him. Good old Buckeye Jim Lachey. He's getting into that family. Uh, it's fantastic. But, yeah, Pat had his hands full last night, man. It was uh you know, I'm, of course, I'm an Ohio State guy, but I'm a Bears fan. And, um, you know, it was it was tough to watch that happen to my guy, Pat Alfline, like that. But it was uh, it was all right because the Bears got it done, Maddie. But, yeah, we both had great weekends. You know, Sunday, your guy, uh, Lamar Jackson, running all over the place against the Bengals. You get a big division win, still staying in that wild card Succeed race. Succeed right now, baby. Yeah, staying in that wild card race, man. Do anything uh, you can to get in the playoffs. The Bears obviously leading the NFC North. Uh, it's fantastic. And then they you had that um, – that interesting Buckeye game there wow. on Saturday. I think interesting is the perfect way to describe yeah. this game because, I mean, being right out of the gate, sure, it was sticky. Twice. I mean, right out of the <laughs> yeah. gate, it was sticky. Just big runs from Anthony McFarland. I mean, look, we got to send him a salute because he 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 balled out. I mean, sure. you talk about twenty one carries, uh, two ninety eight, fourteen a pop, two touchdowns, <laughs> a long of eighty one. That has been the storyline of this entire yep. season. Big play after big play after big play. And it continued, man, on Saturday. And it was just so discouraging to see them right out of the gate just getting gashed. And, look, there's so much that happened in this game. Obviously, you guys know now it goes into overtime. Ohio State wins 52-51. to um, I think I want to go to the end of the game because I, I respect Maryland for what they did. Of course. Me too. You're Maryland. Um, yes, exactly. Going for two. You've made it this far throughout the game. You've battled with Ohio State. You're so close to just absolutely spoiling their season. And look, you got a quarterback who runs much better than he passes the ball. And look, he had 11 carries for negative 20 yards in the game, but we know when you only attempt 13 passes in the game, that's a weakness of yours, and sure. that's what Maryland knew, and that's what Matt Canada knew as well. But I respect the heck out of Maryland for what they did uh, because, look, they took it to Ohio State. For the most part of that game, they were the better team on the field. They right? Were, they were man, the better yeah. team on the field, and there was just a lot of things Ohio State did wrong. You talk about the J.K. untimely fumble there. It, yeah, it was just – it was just a very, very disappointing showing for Ohio State, even though, being they walked out of there with a the win, and you're into rivalry week now. But just looking at this game, there's so many things to take out of it. What was the biggest thing for you? Because the biggest thing for me was the constant um, just gashing that Maryland put on Ohio State. And that, to me, is really what's worrying me walking into this game 
against uh, Michigan on Saturday. Because, again, look, Michigan had their hands full against Indiana this week. They barely got out of there with a dub. But you look at Karan Higdon again, another 100-yard game. You know what they see on film right now is that you can get after Ohio State with the run game. That, to me, is going to be the biggest thing. Will the guys in the trenches, will the guys in that linebacker group, in that room, be ready to rock on Saturday? Because if not, you're going to see another running back go crazy in the shoe. Yeah, I think to your point, Maddie, you look at what McFarlane was able to do and what Matt Canada was able to do. Uh, and he did a fantastic job. You know, you you saw a lot of times what Maryland would do, especially in, the, in that first half when McFarlane was going nuts. What Maryland would do is they would literally shift everybody over to one side of the field. They would take their tight end. They would take their receiver uh, and put them in motion because Ohio State plays that zone defense, right? So you're going to have yeah. uh, Damon Arnett. You're going to have, you know, whoever's over there, Okuda, Sheffield, all these guys, Maddie. If you have a wide receiver, uh, let's say they're split out wide, right? You know, you got one mm-hmm. receiver on one side, one receiver on the other. You know, that cornerback will shadow the guy all the way over to right. the other side of the field. Yep. So then you give that Maryland, all right, you're in, you're now in that man defense. So what Matt Canada did is he made it a point for his offensive line to seal out the weak side, man. So what that causes, you seal out that weak side, you have your tackle get up to the next level right. and be able to block a linebacker, and then Anthony McFarland's one-on-one with the defensive back, and we saw it a couple times where Brandon White, you know, just got burnt, man. He just there was there's mm-hmm. nothing about it. He just he got toasted right. at the line of scrimmage. He missed a couple of big tackles. Uh, you know, he had been playing really great uh, for the past few weeks that he's been in the game. Not his best game by any standards. No, not at all. Uh, but I think that was the biggest thing. So you allow Maryland to get those big chunk yardages immediately on the ground, and then they can just open up their entire playbook because yeah. then you just you have no clue what's going to come at you. Right, no doubt. I mean, you mentioned McFarland, what he was able to do. I mean, just getting outside, them being able to seal the sure. edge and the edge rushers not being able to get off blocks and the linebackers not being able to get there. Beam, this is the first time this season where I can just – where you just watch on film, man, that these guys just aren't... They have no juice. A, there's no explosion yeah, like there no was. Juice. They're not catching anybody. And look, give Maryland credit, right? Because these guys are D1 athletes too. But usually, you as an Ohio State fan are so used to seeing your guys being the better athlete. And this year, for whatever reason, it is just not the case. And you mentioned Brennan White. Uh, he got lost in that A-gap. So, you yep. know, Things like that, just being out of place in certain instances. And look, I don't want to blame Brendan White. He's only started a handful of, of games. I think maybe his start um, to his season this year maybe set expectations a little too high for him. And he came back. And he wasn't terrible. It's just when you know a guy's out of place and you you see it, Beam, you just laid it out. And I saw it too. Um, that cannot happen, especially right. this week. When you're on an island, man, you have to make the tackle. You have to make the tackle, no doubt about it. So defensively, I always say this was not a surprise to me, right? I was not surprised at all by what I saw, what I what I've seen and what I saw on Saturday because look, it's been a constant all year long since the first game of the year. So disappointing on defense that they got gashed like that and no way in heck was I expecting if you would have told me on Friday that Maryland was going to put up 35 points, I would have been surprised, yeah. let alone 51. And to me... Could have been 53. What was disappointing is you've got Greg Schiano, you've got Urban, you've got mm-hmm. Alex Grinch, you've got all these guys, and they got out-schemed. They got out-game-planned sure by a coach who right now has so much going on in this program, and you had a quarterback who you knew wasn't going to throw the ball a ton, so you were going to force this running back to beat you, and they dominated you anyway. So look, that's all the negative stuff. I think the big positives to get out of this was J.K. Dobbins, right? Look, for him to put the squad on his back with the running game for another week in a row, Beam, was really, really impressive to me because Mike Weber didn't go in the game, came out after the game 
Uh, Urban saying that he had a quad injury. Uh, I, I think you and I are on the same page with them holding him out a week because you know you're going to need a hammer this week. You're going to need a hammer to drain the clock out a little bit against this Michigan team. But you right. talk about 37 carries, 203, five and a half a pop in, one TD. Um, outside of the fumble, J.K. Dobbins was a dog on Saturday. Yeah, he absolutely was. And so you say your biggest takeaway from the game uh, was that defense getting gashed. And listen, I think that's Ohio State's defense. I think we already know that. It's going to take something truly special from Ohio State's defense or offense, excuse me, to be able to beat Michigan. And so I watched this game, Maddie, and the biggest takeaway that I had is that J.K. Dobbins ran like a man on fire. Yeah, you know, he was averaging what, 5.5? 5. 5, five and a half yeah, a pop. Yeah, 5.5 per carry, which is great. And also, I think the other biggest fact that I took away from this game is that as long as number seven <laughs> straps it up for Ohio State, you got a chance in the game. Yeah. I mean, what did he throw for? 300, 400 for some yards, something crazy. 405, yeah, three touchdowns in a pick. 405, 300, or three touchdowns. Only 10 uh, incompletions, yeah. 28 to 38. Pick six, we know, to start the second yep. half. That was kind of coming. You could see it. Maryland's DBs were creeping up. Dwayne throws were. it on inside. They start cheating the routes, but they got him back You know, later on in the game when they started hitting those double moves over the top. But yeah, that was my biggest takeaway, is that as long as number seven yeah. straps it up, you have a chance in any football game. That guy goes back for a home he has all the adversity in the world yeah. with his team being down and the momentum really never shifted no you know i mean really you were, were going to go into halftime in that game tied 24 yeah. 24 and then you're thinking all right ohio state gets the ball back in the second half they're going to be able to you know maybe take the lead on maryland and that would have flipped the momentum but until the very end of the game ohio state had no just absolutely no momentum because Maryland no was counterpunching. And so you have the Dobbins fumble at the end of the half. Yep. Maryland goes into halftime, up seven points. First possession for Ohio State, pick six for Dwayne Haskins. That seven-point lead, which should have been nothing, turns into 14. Dwayne Haskins kept battling back all day. He led three fourth-quarter touchdown drives, three rushing touchdowns, Incredible. three passing touchdowns. That dude is a monster. How about man. the dime he put on the back shoulder pass to Benjamin Victor? And again, Benjamin yeah. Victor in a crucial moment. Look, two catches for 41, but big-time catches, yeah. right? Reminded me of the Penn State game sure. where you had to have a play, and this guy steps up and absolutely balled out. We'll talk more about the offense, let you hear from Urban. Well, I want to let you know about Sling TV. You don't want to watch the games. You need to watch the games. Are you sick of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team win? Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, and more. Sling TV gives you the live TV you love, only better. Sign up for a Sling TV and get seven, get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to Sling TV, sling.com slash Locked On. That's sling.com slash Locked On. We'll be back in a second. Let you hear from Urban. You are Locked On Buckeyes. Available on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, or tell Alexa or Google to play podcasts Locked On. Don't worry. I won't finish. You get the idea. So we mentioned Haskins and him throwing dimes in crucial moments. Mm-hmm. How about number seven running the rock? I know. How about number seven, running the rock in crucial moments? I loved when he went to the sideline and said, I can't hear you now. I love that stuff. Um, he was just, he was special, man. 15 carries, uh, 59 yards. I mean, that to me was huge for this team. Being, sure. I mean, because this is the first time all year long where we've seen him run like this and this much. And you know, Urban had to love that. Here is Urban talking about uh, Dwayne running the rock. Yeah, we have to. You have to do that. You know, it's it's we we're no longer a spread offense, and so you don't have to do a lot of it, but you have to keep teams honest. And you know, this is what Urban wants. Oh, this is his this is his baby. This is it. Like if you could get this type of balance from Dwayne, or if this could have been the case all year long, I think Urban would have been a little bit more satisfied. But in a game where you absolutely had to have it, you got a pro quarterback back there. He realized he has to put his body on the line. He was willing to do it, and he got the job done. Yeah, absolutely, he did. And then you know, you look at. 
the Tate Martell package, Maddie, he comes in for what? One play? One I mean, carry, one yard. One carry, one yard. He also comes in on a crucial third and one, uh, fourth and one play. I don't know exactly yes. what it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then, you know, bad snap, yeah. fumble, yeah. Is t- turnover. Can't and happen. So, you know, you, you get these – you get these guys in this game, and we talk about you know putting Tate into the game, how he's a better running quarterback, which he is, but what you don't realize is how cadences and voices, everything like that changes an entire characteristics of an offense. No doubt. So when you get in there and you're talking and Tate's talking compared to Dwayne, it may sound like Tate's doing a snap count and Michael Jordan and his thoughts like, all right, he's ready to go snap the ball. You know, like there's just, right. there's so many different things right. that go into it. Guys that are used to Dwayne's cadence, guys that aren't used to Dwayne's cadence, all these different things yeah. that marry in together. And then you see Tate Martell do that. And I'm sure that, you know, that fumble in the game probably kept Tate Martell off the field of course it did. for the rest of the game. Because look, look at what Dwayne did on the ground. Exactly. You don't think Tate Martell's going to come in and get some of those carries right. if he doesn't, if that fumble no, doesn't happen? No, you're 100% correct. And I think the big thing now, if you're a Buckeye fan, if you're Urban Meyer, you got this confidence now that Dwayne can run it a little bit on Saturday, yeah. right? Especially going sure up against can. this defense where you're going to have to have some quarterback runs Put to it keep on them film, Don on Brown. their hill. It is on film. So now you know Dwayne's got 15 carries under his belt for 59 yards. That's something you're going to have to respect on Saturday because you know your DBs are going to have to back off a little bit because if you don't, you're going to have Terry McLaurin running by you like he did on Saturday. You're going to have Johnny Dixon running by you like we saw on Saturday and all year long. Terry McLaurin, four catches, 118, one TD. Uh, Johnny Dixon, six for 102. They have been big plays, big playmakers all year long, including Paris Campbell, who had a bit of a quiet day, but we know he can do that as well. Here's Dwayne Haskins talking about running the rock, running the rock on Saturday. Yeah, I can tell that thing a little bit. Uh, you know, it was just, they were keen on JK, so it was opportunities for me to go pull the, pull the ball and uh, show that I can run the rock. So uh, I'm glad, glad what we did. You can tote that thing, baby. I can tote I that like thing that. a and little he, bit. Look, he knows now. And I'm yep. sure, look, when he probably went into this. We've seen from Dwayne. It's not what he wants to do. We know, You can just tell. He's a little hesitant. Not, man. He, he just w- threw it for 405 exactly. yards and three touchdowns. But now he knows, and he knows in his mind and his heart that I can get this thing done. If yeah. the weather's going to be bad on Saturday, give me a couple carries. I'll get us that tough first down. I think that was such a big thing, Beam. You mentioned the passes and all that stuff. I talked about J.K. running the ball. But now that Dwayne, this team, and Buckeye Nation, and Michigan, everyone knows that Dwayne Haskins can get it done on the run game, Beam, I think that's going to be so valuable for them on Saturday because now it creates – it's more of a balance for them, and it creates some imbalance for uh, Michigan's defense, especially we were talking about this Chase Winovich thing looming, whether he's going to sure. be in or not on Saturday. We'll talk more about that throughout the week. But number seven running the pill, man, that is going to be big on Saturday in my mind. You almost just uh, wonder if – I guess this is like the crazy person in me, you know, thinking just thoughts out loud. If like if Ohio State really just waited for this opportunity to unleash Maybe. Dwayne Haskins, if they just – you know, started to say, like, we can win the game by passing the ball. And then if you said, well, we got into a close game, we were going to bust it out against Michigan, uh, but we had to bust it out a little bit early because maybe we were overlooking Maryland and this is what we were working on in practice and it wasn't working. Uh, So we need to be able to, you know, run the ball with the quarterback. And so maybe that happened, Maddie. but the fact that you now have that on film and, you know, I mean, you – like, okay, so – Take a second and realize that what Don Brown has to worry about this week, you have to worry about all the receivers out there and Dwayne Haskins, which is threat number one, right? Which is a huge threat by itself. Which is the biggest threat on the team is Ohio State being able to beat you over the top, I think. At least in my opinion, Dwayne beating you with his arm. If I'm Don Brown, I'm saying you're not beating me with your arm, man. You're not beating me. If you're going to beat me, you're going to beat me on the the ground. Mm -hmm. So what you now have to worry about 
is, all right, I've got to worry about J.K. Dobbins and Mike Weber. Okay, pretty good. Our run defense is stout. We're, we're all right with that. Right. I've got to worry about Tate Martell possibly getting in the game. i got to worry about Dwayne Haskins getting into the game and running the football. Yeah. i got to worry about him reading the defensive end, maybe even pulling it out and passing. Yes. And so now you have, over the past two weeks, you've had this collection of different styles yeah. of offense and different looks. It's- and now Don Brown's probably thinking to himself, it's like, well, Ohio State can run 800 plays at one time, right. man. And you know what can happen, man. It's rivalry week. It's Michigan. It's all in play. Anything it's can It's all happen. in play. Look at what your team did last night to Minnesota. They're, they they did a great job of highlighting how complicated it is for the linebackers when you got all this eye candy going on. You don't know who's keeping yeah. the ball. And when you got a dominant defense, you can keep them from going north and south and really coming at you. Um, that is going to be a benefit for Ohio State. So I think it's a great point that you bring up there. Real quick, I just want to talk about Rashad Berry because that one catch that he oh, had huge fourth and one big time Massive. right absolutely big time and I know the tight ends they don't get a lot of love in the Ohio State offense especially since Urban's been here but that those type of plays are the type of plays you're going to need on Saturday when you face a team like Michigan and points are going to be at a premium one more here before uh, Beam lets you know more about Sling TV here's Dwayne talking about that game tying drive so yeah zero timeouts and like you said tomorrow had a great return so uh, for us for me specifically was to take no sacks and then if nothing was there to throw it away so um you know, we had some moments on in there where we got uh, bailed out, had a, um, uh, you know, pass interference. I missed the pass to KJ. I should have scored on. But uh, Ben made a great play in the red zone. We work on that that throw all the time in practice. So, um, you know, I'm, I'm glad he stepped up. It was huge, right? We just talked about the Victor TD, and he mentions DeMario Call's return. That was big time, right? Of course. And I DeMario, I mean, it was yeah. huge. I mean, DeMario calls, McCall's been a fan favorite in Buckeye Nation. I know a lot of people deserve, think he deserves more playing time. We've heard Urban kind of mention him in the same light that he always mentioned Dontre Wilson where he was a little yeah. slight of frame, uh, needs to get more in the weight room. But, man, that stuff right there where you're wiggling and you can reel off some good field position to help your team out, that stuff helps you win games, helps you win Big Ten championships. So, no, that stuff right there is all big. I, I just think some of those plays get hidden in the fold a little bit when you talk about how great Dwayne was, you talk about how great J.K. was and Terry and Johnny, but Rashad Berry, DeMario McCall, all of those guys making big-time plays, Beam, ultimately helped them get this dub, and they absolutely needed it because could you imagine the vibe if we were coming in here today with this L going into what you got to deal with oh, Michigan? Be, it would be, be a bad, death. bad deal. Yeah, it would be um, just lay down on your deathbed and die. Yeah. You know, it would be that kind of vibe. <laughs> just take it. Uh, but, yeah, you're talking about those guys, too, and then uh, – how about uh, Farrell, you know, the tight end, making making a couple of catches. I thought he was big, big you know. Yeah, I mean, uh, I, I think everybody, man. everybody, it was a huge team yeah. win. I mean, you have a pro-style quarterback, but he can't do it all. He's got to deliver the ball. You heard him mention there, the KJ shot that he missed there. No, I mean, it, it's, it's hard to walk away from that thing impressed. But when your team gets into the ring and they know they got to get into a dogfight and they don't lay down and they come out with a dub, you got to feel good about that. And look, Michigan's dealing with the same thing. They just got into a battle with Indiana, right? Right. I'm sure they're not feeling great about it, but look, you clean the slate. You know what these these next three to five days are all about. We got Thanksgiving on Thursday, Friday. The heat's really going to be on. Michigan will be looming in the city of Columbus, and uh, it's going to be on and popping. Yeah, Maddie. Let me tell you about our friends at Sling TV. You don't want to watch the game. You need to watch the game. Are you sick and tired of paying for 20 channels you never watch when you just want to see your team? win? Well, Sling TV is the best way to watch college football. For $30 a month, you get ESPN, Pac-12, SEC, Big Ten, and more. Streaming on your big screen and all of your favorite devices, Sling TV gives you the live TV that you love, except it's only better. There are no useless channels, no long-term contracts, no hidden fees, and you can cancel it at any time. Sign up for Sling TV and you can get a seven-day free trial. Locked On listeners can get their seven-day free trial by going to sling.com slash locked on. That's S-L-I-N-G dot com slash locked on. Go to Sling TV today and check our guys out. This is Locked On Buckeyes. 
your team every day. All right, so real quick, we got a couple more minutes before we get out, get out of here and go listen to Urban's press conference on a Monday. We'll react to that tomorrow, mm-hmm. obviously. Dwayne Haskins did break a record on uh, Saturday. Two. Single season record, yeah, exactly, for passing touchdowns. We knew this stuff was coming. We knew it was yeah. coming. I mean, he's absolutely been ridiculous. With his, with the three touchdown passes on a Saturday, Haskins is now thrown for 36 touchdowns this season, breaking the season's single season record for touchdown passes set by JT Barretta last year. Mm-hmm. So, He's been awesome. He's been absolutely incredible. And look, he's going to have to do what he did last year when he came into the Michigan game sure. and uh, pull this thing out because I just think he's going to have to make some really timely throws beam into some tight windows because you and I have great respect for Don Brown's defense. They've been the number, the best defense in the country all year long. Overall, top to bottom, pass, rushing, all that. Whatever you want, they've got it on defense. Now, the Winovich thing is definitely going to be something to monitor. But, man, this catch has been awesome. And, look, for you Buckeye fans, you need to soak this in on Saturday because this honestly could be the last time you see him play a home game sure. uh, as an Ohio State Buckeye in the shoe on Saturday. But, no, you we can't show him enough love because the numbers, when we look back at him in totality for the 2018 season, are just going to be mind-boggling. Uh, this kid is a dog. He's going to be special, and he's going to be a multimillionaire uh, making a lot of uh, touchdown passes on Sundays. Yeah, eventually. absolutely. I mean, he broke JT Barrett's single-season record, what you just talked about, for touchdown passes. He now sits at 36. Barrett was at 35. I mean, he at minimum, Dwayne Haskins still has two games to go. He's still got the Fresh. Michigan game and the bowl game, let alone if they beat Michigan, go to a Big Ten championship, win that. You could possibly have four more games yep. if you get to the college football playoff uh, in what everybody is hoping that Ohio State can achieve, Maddie. Uh, and he also broke Joe Germain's single-season passing record, 3,330 yards. I believe Joe Germain broke that back in 1998, so that record stood for 20 years, and along comes number seven uh, from Potomac, Maryland, and then bam, you know, one is. season. This guy's played in, what, 11 college football <laughs> games? And he already shatters the Ohio State single-season record for passing. But I can't say enough about Dwayne Haskins, man. The guts that he showed in that Maryland game was absolutely fantastic. And, you know, I I just – I think that this kid's a winner. You know, there's nothing – There's nothing else about it. He's got guts. That guy is cold-blooded, man. He he was dropped in. We knew it last year. It was such a big topic during the offseason when he was dropped in to the Wolves' den, you know. And had to win the game. Had to maintain a lead and just hand the ball off to the running backs. He had to win the game on the road. Right. Dropped into the dire wolf pit. And he had to go (laughs) in there and win that college football game last year up at the big house. So you can't say enough about Dwayne Haskins. And so he's got his shot. You know, he's got a shot to go down in Ohio State lore this weekend. Absolutely. You know, everything that you're an Ohio State fan, you watch this team week in, week out, everything in your mind and body is telling you that Michigan should win this game. Just looking at their team, you think that Michigan should win this game, man, but there's something about the heart of you that says Ohio State, Michigan, throw everything you've seen out the window because you know anything uh, in the world can happen in this game. No doubt. Real quick before we get out of here, he was also named not too long ago the Big Ten Offensive Player of the Week for for a record fifth time this season, and that that ties a former Heisman winner. You may know him by the name of Troy Smith. Mm, I do know him. Number 10. Yeah. Ten God? The old Ten God? Old Ten God here. New Ten God is up New Ten God. Mitchell Vick, baby. Let's go. (laughs) Best running back in the league. (laughs) All right, we'll be back tomorrow. We'll start honing in on this Michigan-Ohio State game. May have a couple guys you may have heard of that have played in the game before on the pod this week. Uh, We're not going to promise anything, but we're going to work on it. We'll be back tomorrow. Thanks for listening to Locked on Buckeyes Podcast. Peace.